Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Design and Style podcast, a podcast for designers by designers. And I am your co-host, Rachel, with Rachel Moriarty Interiors. And with me is Dixie Willard of... Designing Dixie, or Dixie Willard Design, depending. We're in transition. Yeah. Rachel's pushing me one way. Are we in transition, or is it always going to be both? I haven't decided. <laughs> you are a true creative. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see when it gets here. I, I <laughs> this week, we are talking about money-making mindset. Mm-hmm. And why are we talking about that? Because we are business owners. Exactly. And, yeah, part of being a business owner is um, making money, having a profitable business. And uh, I have a lot to say about this. (laughs) I have issues. (laughs) Oh, honey, don't we all? (laughs) You know, it's, it's, um, ah, it's something I have to work on. It's almost like my weight. Yeah. You know, I'm just not a naturally skinny person. I have to be conscious about what I eat. And money is the same way. I constantly have to be um, seeking um, tools and, you know, things, advice and, you know, things to help me. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, that was the reason why when I stepped out of the um, design industry for a bit that I went into finance because that, you know, my whole life had been creative, creative, creative. And I really needed to kind of learn a little bit more about money and finances. And, um, and so that's why I went into, so that's how deep this money thing goes. That's why I shared. That's, that's pretty deep. (laughs) So anyway, the reason I'm sharing this, I'm trying to pull up as I talk to you is I read this book it's one of those things, one of those synchronicity things that when it keeps coming up over and over and over, um, mm-hmm. I, I have to pull the trigger. And so I just read this book called You Are a Badass at Making Money. I didn't read it. I listened to it. Um, Jen Sincero is the, um, the author. Amazing. It took me like two days to get through it. And it would have taken me a gazillion years because I almost was like taking notes on every word she said. It was so good. And finally, I just said, I need to just listen through it. Otherwise, I'll never, you know, I'll never get past chapter one. So are you going to, are you going to get the hard copy and then make notes in it? I think that's what I'm going to do. I mean, I actually used one of my many um, journals <laughs> and dedicated it to this book uh-huh. um, because there's a lot of work at the end of each chapter. There's questions to answer and mantras and, um, uh, you know, just kind of like homework things to mm-hmm. kind of bust through if you have any, you know, issues or whatever. How about you? Well, um, so I went back to business school because I'm me and of course I did. Um, I went to business school for a couple of years and one of the classes that I had was called consultative selling. So basically it's for people like us who realistically we are selling, whether it's product or our service, we are constantly selling, but the consultative part was the part that 
kind of gets you over that. Everybody hears sales and goes, I can't do that. Everybody. Well, no, except the people who are just born that way. But the rest of us, the rest of us have that little bit of a hurdle to get over. And it was really good. It had all kinds of tips for dealing with different personalities and how to present things. And so that's more on the actual selling part. But for me, that was It's a big part. Actually, she says, if you own, if you are listening to this or reading this book and you have a business, stop saying, I hate sales. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that is like, like if you, if you, that doesn't make sense. You need to go work. If you don't like sales, then you need to go work for someone else. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to think of it necessarily as being a sales thing, but you're helping people and you want them to pay you money. To help them. To help them. Yeah. And to get to that point, you have to sell yourself. You have to sell your services. You have to, you know, there's all mm-hmm. kinds. Absolutely. Silent selling. <sighs> you know, just being, you know, showing up authentically as you and presenting mm-hmm. well. And, um, and then, you know, of course, just selling. I mean, you got to keep asking. No one's just going to, you and know. That's one of the things is people tend to just go, oh, they said no. Or maybe they just said maybe. Yeah. You have to find out the whys because sometimes what they're saying isn't necessarily what they mean. No is a knee jerk pretty much. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I'll walk into a store and someone will go, are you looking for anything? And I could be looking for something and they could save me a lot of time. And I always say no. I used and then to they like walk that. away and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I really don't have time to be looking for this. I should have just asked them and I'd start looking around for somebody. It's weird. I will say that working retail pretty much cured me of that. There are times when I say, no, I'm just looking, but I'm legitimately just yeah, looking. Just looking. Yeah. But if I need something, I've gotten to the point where I, they, I walk in, they go, do you need, do you need any help? Is there something in particular? Yes, please. Where is this? Because I need to get it. Yeah. I need to get <laughs> Can it. Can I do it like this and this and this? And they're like, oh, whoa, I can't help you. Let me find you somebody else. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. So this was a book and then you are currently reading also, uh, Get Rich Lucky Bitch. I am. I haven't like gotten super far in it, but it's been the part I've read so far is great because it talks about like the first, one of the first things she has you do is literally and figuratively declutter. So get, you know, making sure that it's not just the things around you that are decluttered, but getting some of those crappy mindsets out of your head so that you have room for the good ones. That just, you talking about that just reminded me of, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Kate Northrup. Have you heard of her? Her um, mother is Christiane Christian Northrup. She's a doctor. She's very famous. She's always on like Oprah Today Show. Um, anyway, her daughter wrote a book called Money, A Love Story. And um, it's really a good book. Like it just has you reframe it. And at one, when that book first came out, she did a 30 day money love challenge mm-hmm. and I took it and it completely shifted everything. And that's going to be actually, a, you know, we kind of, uh, 
wrote down some of the points we wanted to talk about today. But the first thing you need to start with are some of your old stories, mm -hmm. you know, about money. And some you have to really go back to some of your earliest memories. And people were getting, we were in a private group, people get really raw about those memories. Um, there can be some traumatic things that, you know, happen around money. They could be fights between parents. They could be mm -hmm. divorces. Um, you know, gambling issues. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, when you go back to your earliest, earliest memories, it, it's very interesting. It really can set the tone hmm. um, for success or failure later in life. I would imagine whatever you see when you're growing up, it, it just makes sense because... You know, if you see that your parents are always spending money when they shouldn't, you might tend to lean the opposite direction and never yeah. spend money. Yeah, exactly. Or, or do what was modeled for you, you know, it can go either way. Yeah. Um, so going back to your old money stories is usually the first step to mm -hmm. like uncovering. I remember when I, uh, did that, um, it was interesting because I saw, I, I started to gain weight. It was so weird. Not that anything um, traumatic happened around it, but it was just going to that place and undigging and staying in that really kind of uncomfortableness. Uh -huh. I, I was like started packing in food, which was kind of weird, you know, it's like you, you think, Hey, I'm working on this money thing. And all of a sudden I was just like eating a ton. And, and I thought like, I, I mean, like a few pounds, but I'm five, two <laughs> a few pounds is like, <laughs> you know, let me take a drink of water. Mm. Well, um, that's, yeah, that's pretty much the same thing as decluttering. I'm cool with that. It can, it can pull, it can pull up a lot of. So I don't, I don't know about the book that you were reading, but the second thing that, um, oh shoot, I can't remember her name. I'm going to put a link to the book in there somewhere. Um, but the second thing she mentioned was changing your mindset and thinking of, of being grateful for the, the things that do pop up. So like if somebody gives you something, being grateful that you didn't have to pay money for it or just recognizing all the little good things that happen related to money mm -hmm. in your life mm -hmm. and acknowledging them and more enjoying them. More. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you pay attention to it and enjoy it and are appropriately grateful, it's amazing how much more kind of flows in. Yeah. Like it's so crazy. So I'm reading this book and then like all of a sudden I get a text, Hey, you know, come pick up a check. I wanted to give you some money for, um, my son's going to a trip in Japan. I have a check, put, go, come pick it up and, and get, you know, put it towards his trip. And, you know, not, not, I didn't even ask for it. Like, right. you know what I mean? Just like stuff like that. When you start paying attention to money, mm -hmm. synchronicities like that start to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. um, one of the most interesting things that she did that, made me think, wow, how wacky we can be about money sometimes is she said to write a letter to money and she read her letter and then samples of other people's letters. And they sort of went like, dear money, I love you. 
and I hate that I love you. I, I feel gross that I want you so badly, but I get so excited when you show up in my life. You know, whenever you leave, I think that you're never going to come back. And when you show up, I get so excited. So it's like really like this, you see this like tension of mm -hmm. why people say, I want money, like, oh, I want a million dollars. But then when you, if you write that letter, you see that really they're actually pushing it away because they, something about them feels gross about, or uh -huh. shallow about wanting money. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, there's no way, like you're sending out mixed signals and there's no way for money to come to you if really deep inside you think that people are dirty, like you always hear like mm -hmm. money's dirty, you know, like the, the root of all like, evils. Exactly. Money doesn't yeah. grow on trees. You know, there's all these things that we, you know, that are in our psyche that like, if these letters were incredible, I was like, Oh, like some of the sentences I was like, Oh my God, I could have written that. Oh my God. Anything. I could have written. Yeah. That. Yeah. You know, so that is a really thing, really cool thing. Like write, um, write a letter to money as if it was like a lover, mm. you that, know? Oh gosh. I'm trying to think now what I would write. You just have to do it. Cause <laughs> right. You have to get like in it. Yeah. I'm almost like, I haven't done it yet, but it's definitely one of the things that's on my list, but it feels like I, it's almost like I feel, um, like I'm tiptoeing up to it. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm all, oh, I want, I can't wait to see what I uncover. Right. <laughs> no, I, I could, yeah, I'm kind of afraid now. Thinking what I, would yeah, I guess afraid. that's, the, yeah, I have trepidation or something, which is weird, which doesn't that like tell you something? Like there's something there that's, you know, it really does. Oh, Okay, now we're all going to have to write letters to money. We all need to write a letter <laughs> to money. And, you know, we don't have to share that, but it's, yeah. like, definitely, like, something to do. Something to put on our checklist. So go back to and, and write your, you know, your earliest um, recollection of money. You know, see if there's mm -hmm. anything, any shame around there. You know, there were some stories where um, there was a woman who, you know, one of the ways her dad showed her love was by giving her money. And so she had the story, if I make money, then he won't feel like I need him and he won't love me anymore. Oh yeah. Because that was just, you know, and so finally she, she pushed past that into like a six figure, um, mm -hmm. salary. Um, but and, and he still gave her money and she still received it happily. So it was just mm -hmm. like a story in a block. And once she went past it, it was like, he didn't care, you know, and she could still receive money from him and he could right. still give it to her. And, you know, it was like, but it's so crazy. Some of the things that, that can happen. How so, often we have those things that we don't even realize are stopping us. So complicated. We're such complicated creatures. Why are we so darn complicated? <laughs> so definitely, I mean, those are three books. If money is an issue, I mean, you don't have to go out and do all three, but mm -hmm. definitely I would choose one of them. They're all, I'm pretty sure, even though you just got into Denise Duffield Thomas. That's her name. Yeah, I think so. Um, 
I follow her on social. She's great. She has mm -hmm. all kinds of great videos as well. Um, but I'm sure they all do. She does a lot with manifesting. Yes. Like manifesting um, tips and stuff like that. Um, definitely pick one and, and go to it. What I also loved about the um, bad at, you're a badass at making money is some of the mantras. So let me just, um, you know, the mantras are just, things to so once you uncover some of those thoughts you need to read you can't just you know purge it and and leave an empty space there you kind of have to replace it with something so some of the things were um i allow ideas services and opportunities into my world today you know if you just mm -hmm. you know like okay just be open just be open just observe it where do you see a hole you know it's like uh -huh. the other day that sort of triggered me to do a survey and survey my people like how can I serve my people and let them tell me how I can serve them and you had some surprises from that didn't you I had a big old <laughs> surprise which you didn't have a surprise about it but yeah there was a service that I'm not even offering that um that was the the head and tails winner which is like a it's well, I had worded it like a decorating bestie or design bestie mm -hmm. um, or design coaching is some is kind of how I described it in, in the survey. And that was like heads and tails above every other service that, that I put on there. So I'm working on it. I'm putting a package together now and um, I'll, I'll start promoting that, start launching that in a couple of weeks. But I'm excited about it because yeah. it, it was something I never even thought about. And it's going to be a new way of doing business for me. So I think it'll be really good. I'm excited. Yeah. So, I mean, just that. Um, one, another one was, I love money because I love myself. You know, money puts a roof over your head and food mm -hmm. in your tummy. And, you know, it's, um, it's definitely a good mantra. Um, I love money and money loves me. <laughs> and... I think one of the things that I would, I would want to add is something about money helps, helps me help other people. Others. Absolutely. Hmm. Um, I have to write that down. Yeah. Because it's true. So that leads me to actually the last one. Um, and we've talked about it before. It, you know, she says there has to be a why in your business. There has to be a why. Mm -hmm. And you have to get in, and that's another one of the homework things. You have to get in and get really specific about it. Like, um, you know, I always say it's, you know, my family is a big why. But, you know, I haven't really sat down and written what that means. You know what I mean? Like gotten right. in and written the details mm -hmm. of that. Like that means that I can go on, you know, the vacations that I want with my family. That means that I can buy my son a car that's dependable. That means that I can afford to pay his college happily and joyfully. That's, you know what I mean? Just like, yep. what does that exactly mean? Yeah. And create, you can even go even further and create a vision board around that. So. And even, um, I went to a thing called LeaderCast the other day and it was, it was really about defining your purpose. Ah. And one of the speakers, I'm going to have to find my notes to see which one it was, but one of the speakers was talking about that um, 
your purpose should be able to be summed up in a sentence. Ah. She was, or she did, created, built, worked. Um, let me, I'll give you the one that he, he did for Abraham Lincoln. That's an easy one. He preserved the union and freed the slaves. That's a pretty darn good sentence right there. That's pretty dang concise. Yeah. <laughs> and so ever since then, that was on Friday. Today is Tuesday. I have just been sitting there pondering what my sentence should be. And I think it should be something along the lines of I build homes. Not necessarily literally, but I'm sorry, everybody. Poor Rachel just sneezed and she very nicely muted herself, but her face is so funny. You're going to have to go watch I'm, un I'm, I'm unmuted. <laughs> I'm so sorry. All of a sudden, I just... Ooh, thank you. <laughs> So, uh, where was I? Um, yeah, oh, my, my, my sentence, I think should be something along the lines of I build homes or I help people build homes, something like that. Create homes. Yeah. And maybe even deeper so into the meaning it. of what home is. Yeah. And not for me, it's not just even, the literal. Yeah. It's not the physical mm -hmm. building and, you know, um, it's, you know, building a life or building. So yeah, for me, and, and that, that's the perfect description of not only what I want my business to be, but what I want my social responsibility aspect of my life mm -hmm. to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm toying with it. I haven't quite nipped it in the bud yet, but I'm getting there. You know, I kind of feel like I need to do that to some kind of, well, I guess it would be kind of almost even a, a little manifesto. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I always talk about how I magnetize and attract these these certain types of projects to me. And it happened again this week. A woman mm -hmm. contacted me. She lost her husband recently. And she wants to um, redo her master bedroom because it reminds her of the memory. So there's going to have to be a way of honoring that relationship and right. also moving forward. And um, I find myself getting these projects time after time after time. And I think I need to sit and really figure out why I keep magnetizing them to me. I know it's, I know it's somewhere in my why, um, mm -hmm. because every project is hard. I mean, everybody thinks what we do is fun and you know, Oh, how fun you're a decorator uh -huh. or a designer and um, work is work. And every project is full. It's filled with, uh, snafus and um you know there can even be tensions especially if you get into renovations and stuff right. it time gets long and you know mm -hmm. and people are living in these like unsettling ways um and and for me it helps to have when i think of like this you know okay maybe this is going to be a hard project um and the middle's going to get icky but at the end it's going to be so transformative for her and it's going to help her move forward and hopefully find love again in her life and um you know that's big sometimes it sometimes it lurches my stomach even yeah you know i feel yeah. i feel like oh there's so it's not just pretty like there's a lot weighing on this 
Absolutely. But that's what, that's also what lights me up. You know, every time you talk about it, yeah, (laughs) talked about it multiple times. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, yeah, it makes you more effervescent than normal. It does. I mean, I think about it and I I just felt a difference in my body. I think of all the like hardness and it just weighs. And then I like think of the end, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be so perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And it won't be, but um, anyway, that's a huge part of my why. So I really need to dig in though. I really need to dig in deep and not just um, be surfacy about, I do it for my family or I do right. it to help people, you know, I really want to get in and, uh, I feel like so much more will happen. I feel like everything's inside of us anyway. And using that pen to paper, it's like getting, you know, sometimes you get a blip of it somewhere, but as soon as it mm-hmm. comes into your head, it's gone. And I need to just really solidify it. Well, one of the other things that they were talking about, about your purpose is if you know your purpose, it makes it much easier to say no to the things that don't fit your purpose. And it keeps you more on track and open to the opportunities that you should be taking as opposed to getting distracted with all the other pretties that are out there. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. That That's you have to do it to make money and we have a business and we're in the business of making money and making mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful worlds around us. Um, and I think that's it. I mean, I'm looking at all of our little notes here. Go get those books. Yeah. Take in, do some homework. Hopefully you won't gain weight as you do it. Like I did. <laughs> I think I might have too. <laughs> I'm all, I'm mm. all eating. I'm all stuffing my face. I'm like, Back to that money story. I'm all writing mindlessly uh-huh. and writing in my journal. So <laughs> we want to hear though what you guys think about those books and, and your money have mindset. You, and yeah. Have you read any of them? Yeah. Are you reading or planning to? This is like really, we'll, we'll have to do a follow-up. We will. We'll put it in our calendar, maybe three months out. That was exactly what I was thinking. Really? Three months from now. Let's do how mm-hmm. three months from now, we'll mark our calendars, how these books have, cause I'm going to get the one that you suggested and you're going to get, get the one that, yep. the one that I just yep. did. Um, and we'll see how that's shifted. Ooh, I'm excited. Is, all right. <laughs> Dixie and her fancy microphone. I keep hitting it. <laughs> so that is today's episode of design and style. And, um, Hey, Come over and find us on Facebook. Yes. We are the Design Plus Style Club. If you, if you search us, yes. we would love to have you and come and see us and hang out and chat with us. Absolutely. Have a great day. Bye, everybody.